I'm Farah Duro, and you're listening to the PCS Revolution Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PCOS Revolution podcast. I hope you're all having a wonderful week and staying safe. And today I have with me Ash Johns, who's a certified psycho-spiritual life coach, conscious business strategist, and ancestral healer living at the intersection of creativity, spirituality, and business. After walking away from 10 plus years in advertising and branding to run an eight-figure women's retreat in Southeast Asia, Ash believes our greatest recurring trauma, both personally and collectively, is in how we have been taught to survive in this world. And that is the key to thriving lies in the returning to our roots. We especially need to hear this message now. And I'm so excited to get started with Ash. She actually has a special treat for our listeners as well. So make sure that you go to our show notes and check out all the information there for a special surprise that she's included for everyone. So welcome, Ash. It's so good to have you here. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Farrar. I'm very excited to be on the show today. Thanks. So uh, tell us a little bit about what has made you so passionate about helping other women, other um, uh, women in business, and also um, women who are trying to seek a spiritual path and what, what has shifted for you? Yeah, yeah. I like to think of myself as serving soul seekers, soul searchers, um, visionaries, change makers, and folks who are feeling the call to rise into a, the truer version of themselves, right? So my journey started a while ago where I was, as I said, working, or as you said, working in advertising and just realized that there was something inside that I was not living up to. And no matter what I did or what promotion I got or the people I was around, I kept coming into the cycle of depression and self-defeating thoughts and just questioning who I am and what I'm doing in the world. And as you can imagine, that brought on a whole lot of stress, a whole lot of self-doubt, a whole lot of confusion, and just really stopping and looking at my hands being like, what am I here for? What is this about? So um, it made me ask a lot of questions and come back to who I've always been in the very, very, very beginning before um, child rearing, before the education system, before pursuing a career and even starting a family. Um, I had to just be like, what, what, what am I here for? Who am I really been? Who have I really been? Yeah. And so, and I, you know, we always think women with PCOS tend to have, I think this great creativity streak. And I like that what you're doing is actually bringing that out and kind of connecting with, with who you are. And so I thought I really wanted to do this episode today to actually help with, uh, women also cope with anxiety as well, because that comes from a place of fear. And uh, we know in Chinese medicine, also the kidney channel uh, also is, you know, is one thing linked to fear when it becomes uh, imbalanced. We generally experience um, more anxiety and more fear. So can you tell us a little bit about um, what you recommend to help with uh, harnessing that energy, that creative flow, and also um, keeping the anxiety at bay? Yeah, that's a really good question because I don't think we ever stop managing anxiety or our emotions or the energy that's running through our body. And so I just want to start off with that because there comes this idea when we experience anxiety and stress and just dis-ease, we're like, I want to get over it and I want it to never come back again. But living literally creates um, fear and, and challenges and things that are reoccurring. So, uh, I think learning tools that work for you and also remembering who you are over and over and over again is the way to ride that wave. And we get better in it and doing that as 
we go through the cycle. So it's like a spiraling experience of deepening. So um, I will be talking about four practical, very, very practical things, but they're going to feel very esoteric. So essentially bring out your, your journals, ladies and listeners, and be ready to make this some type of a personal practice and, and make it yourself. Um, a lot of my work is guiding people into, as I've said, remembering who you are or figuring out who you are because therein lies tools and tips and ways that you function in this world that's uniquely to you, that helps you be your best person in this world and inevitably um, then inspire other folks. So one of the ways that I guide people into doing that is literally going back to, again, your childhood. What did you love to do? What brought you ease? What lit up your spirit? What made your creative juices flow? And find a way to do those little things in your everyday life. Now, right now, depending on when you're listening to this, we're, we're recording this during the time of COVID, right? And so we're indoors at the moment. And I had to be like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm getting a little upset. I feel a little unsafe. What did I do as a kid when I felt unsafe? I would go to my room and I would draw. I would paint. I would make these like tongue depressor uh, book book <laughs> bookmarks out of like glitter and and sparkles and like all these stickers and things. And I would lose hours in creating. And so as adults, we think that those things are silly or that we've outgrown them. And yet when we give ourselves the time and space to just enjoy things that lit up our spirit, it inherently lets the stress process through our body, our energetic body and our physical body and brings us back to self. Very, so, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're a budding artist. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And we all have mm-hmm. some type of creative way that we express ourselves and, and reconnecting with that helps us in difficult times. And when you're doing that creative activity, um, you can ask yourselves, like, what part of me misses doing this? Or what part of me would do this all the time? You'll be like, oh, the curious one. Or the, um, the, um, what's the word I want to say the, uh, I'm literally forgetting the word, but I can see the word, the rambunctious one or the wild one or the fierce one, you know? And we're like, well, when was the last time you had the rambunctious one live in this world or, um, the inquisitive one that would ask these questions while putting together puzzles and you get to reclaim a part of yourself that's literally built for living through times such as these. Very cool. And what are some ways to connect with that? If you're not, if you don't remember what that was or you want to find that. Yeah. So I, when people were like, I don't really remember, or I was adopted or, you know, the, the family lineage or the time of being with family doesn't really allow that. I do say, ask some people who didn't know you and see what they say. And if that's not accessible to you, get into your dreams. So before you go to bed, you can write a little love note to yourself or a little intention of, I want to remember something from my childhood, or let me feel something that reminds me of who I've always been. And just write that in a little post-it note or note to yourself and put it beside your bed and go to bed with that intention and see how that lights up your unconscious mind, your subconscious mind and see how you feel the next day. Very cool. I promise you, it seems like it might not work, but every time I give that homework to someone and they do it for a week or two, they're like, let me tell you what came up because you literally invited a younger part of yourself who lives inside to come forward. Very cool. And how do you think this has helped with, I mean, I really do think emotional blocks have a lot of things to do with uh, hormonal imbalances and, you know, and pain throughout the body and uh, many things. So how do you think this work could help with that? I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, So I am an ancestral healer, which means that I help people connect to people in their 
ancestral lineage who have passed on, who now transition to the other realm. And science has proven that consciousness continues. And, you know, we epigenetically, we have inherited genes that remember things that give us our inherent ability to be talented in this way or to respond this way or to be predisposed to certain diseases or whatever it might be. And so when we do this kind of work, we're able to reconnect to a part of ourselves that might even been inherited that might need to be transformed in order to, um, why would I want to say this, to adapt to the world that we're currently in and also to heal some of the reoccurring traumas or patterns or ways of living that we have gotten from our family lineages. So I think that every single one of us have a responsibility to be exactly who we are in this lifetime, but that responsibility lies in the hands of people who live before us. So doing this work, you could literally go in and, um, Work with the trauma of your childhood that's actually connected to your grandmother who had a hard time conceiving or really all she did was nurture. So she doesn't remember who she was before she was a mother and never got that experience. You could be holding that same energetic programming or imprint in your own body, um, which does play out in hormones. It does play out in other physical um, body sensations, if you will, or living lived experience or symptoms. Very cool. And I think about, you know, how PCOS, we talk about women warriors, that women were the uh, with PCOS back in the day were the ones that, you know, could survive a famine and who could, you know, um, be be there uh, and, and take care of lots of kids and be able to survive and thrive. And when you think of a pandemic, you're thinking, you know, wow, I mean, this is something that um, doesn't, we hopefully will never experience it in our lifetimes again, I hope. Um, but, you know, in general, um, when, when we look at survival and we look at our ancestors, like I think of my grandmother and my great grandmothers, very strong women, you know, that really survived the depression. They survived so many things and they were just tough. So uh, I hope some of that gets passed down to me and to my daughter and uh, in that in those good traits, you know, um, but definitely there's traits you can look at in your family that are like, oh, I hope you didn't get those. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then your son were like, give me more of that. Like, yeah, we can right we pick out. and see which ones we want and which ones we don't want? So, and that's what you're uh, to kind of carry the, that through to see, to be aware really of what you're, what you're inheriting. Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I love how you just said that where we get to pick and choose. And sometimes we um, might have a predisposition or like, uh, not even a but a, a stance of, you know, it's just my life and I don't want to think about the past or I'm a separate than other people, but there's so much wisdom and there's so many other good things that can be harnessed. And, you know, something very practical is literally whether you want to think of it as a mantra or an intention or a prayer is to talk to the people who helped you create you, right? <laughs> and say, I would love to feel your presence or I'd love for you to have your wisdom or whatever come through to help me cope with this or survive. And, and you can light a candle to do that if you really want to get into something that feels a little bit more of a ritual. But to your point, there are generations and years and centuries of ancestral wisdom living inside of our blood and bones that we can really harness in these times because they've lived through similar experiences um, in the past. So yeah, I, I think that that is a really amazing point to yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and, you know, I was thinking today, like I know people, a lot of people, the depression is, is, is rising. Uh, anxiety is, is an all time high. Um, and I think that we have to be okay with feeling sad sometimes. So, and really feeling it and sitting with our emotions. And we try to, uh, like, if you're looking at social media, everybody has a perfect life, right. And they're, you know, perfect on Instagram, their skin's perfect, their hair, you know, um, but we need to 
also be aware right now that this is not the reality. And, and very rarely do you actually see the realness, you know, when you're looking at uh, social media so much. Um, and especially with PCOS, I mean, there's so many things that um, we could really, you know, feel down about. Um, and I think we're told a lot of times, just shrug it off and, mm. and you'll be fine, you know, and keep going and push through it and smile and act happy. Um, what do you think is wrong with this picture, you know? Everything. <laughs> um, we're we're multi-dimensional dynamic beings. And so every emotion that we have and perspective that we have on that scale, if you if you will, if you want to visualize a scale, is valid and is needed. If we don't cry the tears, we won't get to the resilience. If we don't have the strength, then we might not be able to hold the softness. Um, nurturing and being understanding and that leaves space for being able to be strong and like having firm boundaries and speaking up and yelling and rage and like all those things are needed. And so however your emotions and your body is asking you to process these times, please honor it, like really sit in it, eat the extra things, you know, speak the wonder, like lavish in the things that make you feel comfort and loved. And also tune into the part that's saying, okay, now I need to straighten my back and it's time to put some structure and some plans that'll actually make us feel great now. Like we move through these different phases um, with ease, especially as women, if we allow ourselves to be in that moment, whenever we're restrictive of it, we cause ourselves to have more suffering. And then we start to have negative emotions associated with how we're processing. And then that adds compounded into our body. And then now you've got another symptom or another thing going on. So any way that you can truly tune into and a very practical thing to do is to say, what do I need right now? Like literally in the morning when you wake up, you know, you could take about four or five deep breaths, just feel the top of your head come all the way down through the tips of your of your feet, your toes, and then ask yourself, what do I need? What am I feeling? How can I nourish myself? Not just with food, but actually nourish your being and give that to yourself. And then the next day it'll be something different. But yeah, that's it's very, very important to um, give yourself permission to be a whole human. Yes. I don't think we're meant to be happy all the time. We're human, right? It's 50, 50. <laughs> so we're going to have some pretty crappy days and it's okay. It's all right. You know? Um, and so I know you have some awesome exercises and breathing techniques and things to kind of sit with your emotions and to try to process them. So if you don't mind sharing some of those with our listeners, I think that would be really helpful. Yeah. So I believe that um, this world, this earth has given us a lot of tools to work with outside of ourselves. And so if we didn't have, um, you know, Dr. Farrar or an Ash or other people to be around, what will we do to help cope? And so I like to tell people to, with yourself, use the elements. So water, earth, air, fire. They are literally spiritual tools to help us live well in this, in this world. So for example, you can, um, wash your hands. And as you're washing your hands, speak to the water and notice what emotions you want to fall away from your body. You know, what, what can be, what is being processed through that I can let go and I can honor, and I can just go through the fluidity of this emotion in this moment. You might even start crying as you wash your hand or you're in a, a relationship with water in the moment. A bath is a really good way to do that. Sit in the bath, soak out any toxins, any emotions that are no longer serving you, soothing you. You know, you could put all the little crystals and, and sea salts and things like that, or even a shower. 
I love communing with water because it literally is giving you permission to experience emotions. That is, that is the essence of the water element. So that's one. Um, two, air. Yes, breathing into the body. Air is life force. It is communication. It is ruled by the planet Mercury, right, of, of transmuting things. And so if we can consciously sit with our body and take some cyclical breathing, and cyclical breathing means that you're coming in with the inhale, all the way up. And instead of pausing, you actually go right into the exhale. And when you exhale, you don't pause at the end, you just inhale. So if you do this quickly, it turns into a fire breath. If you move it slowly, it starts to detox your energetic body and your physical body, your lungs and all the other things. You're the doctor, doctors. I'll let you take it from there. But um, the cyclical breathing literally will open up, open up your um, existence to the breath of life. So sit down. I love to do this practice, particularly for me for morning. Um, if you haven't noticed yet, because I've referenced it many times, I'm an early morning person. I think it's the, one of the best times to do self-care, self-love, um, sit with yourself in the rising and the dawn of the new day. Um, another one is earth, 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 earth. So when we feel unstable and we're not sure of our grounding, all of that those things relating to our root chakra, um, putting your feet in the earth, like literally barefoot. Can you get, scoop up some earth? Can you put it in a, in a you know, a bowl or um, Tupper, big storage Tupper thing and just put your feet in there and thank the earth for letting you walk on it um, to feel your grounding, to feel your footing and speak to the earth. Because what we know is everything is energy and everything is also molecules and wisdom and knowing and has um, information in it. And so we can ask the earth, what can it teach us in this moment of putting my feet in it and breathing and feeling the different pads of your toes connecting with the earth, right? And saying your blessings while you're, while you're there. Stabilize me, allow me to feel supported, allow everyone in my family to be well, allow me to understand what it's like to move easily over this earth. And thank you for the things you brought into my life, speaking to the earth, right? And then finally, fire is one of my favorites. And I like to do this one at night, actually, is to light a candle and to ask it to show me the way just a meditation of looking into the candlelight of a fire can really help you see the light at the end of the tunnel to trust the, um, the rage, the passion, the, um, yeah, the fire that's inside of you to, to wake up another day and to lean into what lights you up, literally what lights you up. And we can do that in a quiet way that then, um, serves us in the days to come. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And, and it also made me really want to go to the beach right now. <laughs> I'm listening to the beach. This is why, because we do have a connection with water, I think as humans. And it's just, I never ever in my life wanted to go so badly to the beach since we haven't been able to go. Uh, but just to feel the ocean, to breathe that, um, those ions and put your feet in the sand and really connect with, with nature that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're all needing some of that and you could create that space at home is what, you know, totally. what I like about what you're saying. So, uh, even if it's to your backyard, you know, just going barefoot in your backyard sometimes would be That's great. True. You yeah. think about every time we go to the spa, um, or, you know, when I come to your office, everything is so Zen. It's like, mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Himalayan sea salt lamp that has that warmness to it. It mimics the the idea of fire. Um, We've got the, you know, the Japanese lamps with the water is going down. Like the elementals are there to help us cope when we can't do it within ourselves. So I I really encourage people to lean into the elements and bring bring them into your life. They will definitely help. And the last piece I do want to share 
<laughs> well, there's two things. One, I actually personally cried throughout this whole six weeks. I had the biggest breakdown because I drove by the ocean and I realized how much I missed it. Mm-hmm. And I needed to just grieve missing being able to go to the beach and what that's doing to people. But particularly for me, because I'm a water baby, I'm a Pisces and water means the world to me. So just an example of allow yourself to grieve the things that are really tough right now, for sure. The second thing is our space, you know, our homes, our, um, our cars, our bedrooms, our whatever space is sacred to you and that you live in, um, find a way to just honor that and say that I want this space to be stress fee free. I want this space to be beautiful and radiant and to get me through this time and see any way that you can make the space clear, see any way that you can make it feel special. Again, you could get some balloons the next time you do go to the, um, to the grocery store or light some candles, or maybe it's scent or maybe it's flowers, but do anything that doesn't feel strenuous, but does um, ask the space to hold you. And what if you're living with someone who dumps their dirty clothes in your beautiful space? <laughs> so. well, I am a life coach, but I don't do relationship. Really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thinking a lot of people are going, okay, it's been about seven weeks of, uh, of, you know, stay at home orders, especially for us in Florida. They're, yeah. they're noticing a lot of things happening right now with their relationships. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, boundaries, boundaries are important, but it's, it's difficult when you're, when you're, you know, really, uh, facing that 24 seven time. So it's hard to have your space, but I hear you're saying to really get, maybe pick a corner. I have a little yoga mat corner that I have, you know, where it's like, (laughs) that's my corner there. And, um, and just have a space or if you don't have it to go outside on your, if you have a balcony or a patio or anywhere, or maybe just go for a walk. Just if you can't, if you can't get that alone time, um, then that that's also, you know, good to just try to establish that routine. Um, and I, I think, you know, having that, um, water, uh, meditation, I think that, um, I do it, you know, when I'm washing my hands, uh, here in the office, cause we wash our hands so many times, uh, I've decided to get one in, uh, of my favorite soaps, a foaming, uh, doTERRA on guard. Like it's a great experience when I wash my hands, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, and I have my little moment of like, I'm enjoying washing my hands, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and it, it's, it's like a small thing. It sounds silly, but um, it's something that I do 20 times a day. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm actually in a good place. And it's my, you know, two minutes uh, each time of just, you know, feeling blissful. And uh, mm-hmm. so those those little things, uh, I think throughout the day are, are something you can do as like a mindfulness exercise, you know. Totally. All those little things, uh, you know, sometimes we're looking for a reprieve and we think there's going to be this whole like, yeah, like, oh, that's it. And it's these little things that add up to the, yeah, you know, the, the right. calming and the trusting ourselves. And the practices create the ritual, the ritual creates the experience and the beingness that you really want, which is calmness and trusting yourself and confidence and grounded and just loving and open. So um, let's, let's try not to discredit how the simple things go so far. Definitely. I love it. And if you guys want to create your own rituals, I'd love to hear about them. And if you'd like to uh, go to our Facebook page and our Instagram, uh, and I think you know, it'd be great to share. If you can tell our listeners how to connect with you also, Ash, and you can give them uh, some, some advice too on um, what you prepared for them as well. Yeah, sure. So um, you can find me at ashleyjohns.com. There I do have about a weekly or so newsletter that I send out just insights and inspiration on living life more 
spiritually and more sound. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Ash Inspires. But today, or whenever you're listening to this, we do have a beautiful guided meditation just to take you through the different energy points of your body that you can kind of make your own or do on a daily practice to bring you into yourself. So I hope that you enjoy that and um, that it's nourishing for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And this is so, so needed. I'm uh, really hoping that you guys will try to connect with yourselves for a few minutes uh, each day and be centered, be calm and, uh, and cry a little bit if you need to. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so thank you so much, Ash, for being here and uh, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you. And that's the end of this episode of the PCOS Revolution podcast. If you've enjoyed the show and want to help me spread the word about how women with PCOS and hormonal imbalances can lead happier, more healthier lives, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. They really do make a difference. If you'd like to have a question answered on the show or would like to recommend a guest, please go to floridacompletewellness.com slash podcast. If you're on social media, you can follow me at facebook.com slash Florida Complete Wellness and twitter.com slash Florida Complete, where I post a lot of interesting research, webinars, and articles on our blog about really getting to the root of hormonal imbalances like PCOS. So it's a great way to stay in touch with the latest developments. Thanks so much for listening and see you soon. Mm-hmm.